Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with Hill Pursuit, and this is episode 81 of the Hill Pursuit podcast. Uh, this episode is all about Ken Rogers. If you don't know Ken Rogers, um, he's been working um, with the nutrition aspect of Hill Pursuit for quite some time, almost, honestly, almost since the start of Hill Pursuit, you know, well over a year, nearly two years ago at this point. So Ken's been with us for a while. He's been a really good friend of the show, of both me and Mitch. Um, we've known him for quite a long time. Ken's a really, really hard worker. And this episode is about his prep for Ironman California, which is this coming Sunday, October 22. Yes, Ken is racing 140.6 this coming Sunday. Um, I've been helping him out a little bit, but Ken's also already very, very knowledgeable. Um, and we're, we're just really excited to see how he does. He's been working hard for, I think we've been working with him on this for, I think between like six and eight, maybe seven and eight, seven or eight months. So he's been putting in a lot of hard work, some really long hours. If you don't know, Ken already has a really, you know, has a, has a high demand job where he's already working a lot. So big time commitment, um, but Ken's put in the time and Ken has a lot of incredible insight um, as a first time 140.6 athlete. We ask him a bunch of questions. Um, he gives us some great insight into what what's going on in his head, how his prep went, what's overwhelming to him in terms of the race, in terms of the nutrition, in terms of what he's packing his travel, his logistics, everything. So we have a really great sit-down conversation with Ken um, today to discuss his upcoming 140.6. Again, that's on Sunday, so make sure that you track or you get your tracker up. He's He's been a, a great friend of the show, a friend of ours for quite some time, and we're just super pumped that he is tackling this, um, this full Ironman. So get the tracker app ready. Ken Rogers, Ironman California on Sunday. That's really all we talk about the entire episode. Nothing else, even at all. So um, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions um, for me, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find the website, hillpursuit.com. Hillpursuit at any social media, or you can find Ken Progressive Strength, any social media. We'll also drop his contact and social media stuff in the show notes. So make sure if you're not um, watching on YouTube that you are um, checking the show notes wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, wherever that is. Um, but check out his contact info, get the tracker app ready, and let's cheer Ken on for his 140.6 this coming weekend. Hope you really like this one. Uh, this is a great conversation. There's a lot of good nuggets in here. So listen through the whole thing. I promise it'll, it'll be worth it. And um, maybe you'll, you'll get a little insight as to you know, what's required or what he went through and that may, could maybe help your journey if you're on um, a similar journey to a full Ironman. That's all I have for now. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. here we go we made it this is uh episode 81 and this is all about you ken all about you oh, I'm, honored. <laughs> I'm excited about this one if you don't know and haven't been following ken is attacking 140.6 in sacramento in five days now i cannot wait 
I cannot wait. <laughs> Let's do it. Honestly, I just want to dive right in. How okay. are you feeling? How are you feeling? Good. I mean, this weekend was, I mean, it was a long weekend, I guess. A lot of training, obviously, long bike ride, long run, but uh, legs feel completely fine as of pretty much yesterday night. I really didn't feel super sore. Um, I was very curious to see how the run would go just because obviously I did a pretty long, hard bike ride on Saturday and then kind of long, hard run. But dude, it was just like, and I would never suggest anybody to do what I did kind of leading into this, but um, I'm kind of one of those people that like, like to train for the worst case scenario and I'll kind of lead into this real quick. So most, if not all of these long runs that I've done and long bike rides that I've done, except excluding like some of the five and six hour rides, mm. I haven't really any intro workout nutrition at all. And most of the runs that I've done, I've done with almost no water and no food, which is yeah. not smart. I'm not suggesting people to do that, but I load correctly and do some other things too. Um, well, this weekend, and yes, I know what uh, carbohydrates react well with my stomach. Don't worry, guys. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, maledextrin, yeah. always, maledextrin works well for me. Um, but dude, I won't lie. Like, after using a bajillion goos, I think it was around like eight to 10 goos, the little gel pack things. And then uh, a little bit of intra workout carbohydrates and some salts. Dude, it just felt like I could run forever. Uh, no joint yeah. pain, um, no muscular pain. Energy was high the whole time. Uh, and basically, really no like residual fatigue at all. So, felt good. That's incredible. I mean, that's, that's best case scenario, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, like I knew at the end of all this training for the past six months, as long as I could get to the race without having any type of knee pain, because that was something that I was obviously a little bit worried or a little bit worried about just from some of the sports related injuries I've had in the past and whatever else. Um, and some of the things that I've dealt with, uh, with some of the other like longer runs that I've done. Um, that was something, you know, in the back of my head, but I mean, I've made it to the end of this and no pain, everything feels good. So feeling good. Dude, that's awesome. What does this yeah. week look like for you? Uh, you know, dude, I won't lie. Uh, out of all the weeks, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple other ones out of all the weeks that I could have used some exercise in my life. This has definitely been one of, uh, <laughs> so, um, like most, if not all people that obviously train for triathlon, um, exercise for me has always been like an outlet for stress with all sorts of things. I've been dealing with some personal stuff that I won't like dive too deep into, but, um, that won't affect me on race day or anything like that. But I obviously use exercise to cope with those things. So this week I'm just like, Oh my gosh, the one week that I'm like, I wouldn't mind crushing myself with like a two or three hour yeah. bike ride, you yeah, know, that I, sure. that I don't have it. Don't worry. I'm not doing anything crazy. I did the 40 minute, super boring 1800 <laughs> meters today, which yeah, by yeah. the way, dude, like, um, I just need to say this too. It's just like, you know, when you first start working out, right. And you can put on 60 pounds in your back squat in like two months. Yeah. And you just expect that to happen every single time, you know, or like, or you expect that like same amount of gains, you know, until the end of time and you think you're yeah. gonna squat a thousand pounds. Right. And then you hit 315 you're like, what happened? Right. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that swimming for me, I got the newbie gains again, which is sweet because like I went from, you know, and this isn't me like bragging. I'm just like super happy about how like, uh, how well all of this has gone for me with the swim. I went from barely being able to dude. I think the longest swim that I've done was like 400 meters. Right. Not fast. Uh, freaking kicking all over the place, heart yep. rate over 180, whatever else. And now it's like, I'm not saying the 4,000 meters doing an Ironman is going to be easy. That's not what I'm saying. But the right, fact right. that I can even 
the fact that I think that I can for sure do this now is kind of nuts. And like, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, when I was like 12 or 13 years old and I first started lifting weights and started getting strong, you know? So it's kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome feeling. You've had some really, you've had some like, I would say like benchmark workouts where you're hitting long, either it's a distance on a run or a time domain on a, on the bike. And of course, distance in the water. And you've hit a bunch of those in the past handful of weeks. And it's, seems like it's all coming together really nice. I love hearing that you're not like feeling any, any, any like crazy fatigue or anything. That's super, super good to hear. Um, what else do you have? I might have some questions for you, but what else do you have? Like just off the top of your head, how things are going. Um, I mean, not much else, I guess, just like, you know, typical things that I think most people would experience, like leading into a race, like, you know, now that the training is done, right. Um, lucky enough for me, like, uh, I think kind of the sports psychology, a lot of people struggle with when it comes to like the doubt that creeps in your head and whatever else. But like, thankfully for me, I've done a lot of competitive things, maybe not necessarily triathlon, but it's like, for me, I know in the back of my head that I've tried everything that I could to do this. So like mentally, I feel like I'm ready for this as well. Um, and another thing that I'll say too, with this whole week, like anybody that does like any of this stuff is like the prep, um, double checking all my gear, you know, making sure my bike's working well, um, you know, making sure I check off anything that I need, uh, the plan that I have with nutrition, all these other things. So really that's just what I'm trying to work on for the rest of this week and just making sure that I kind of hit all the little things so that, uh, basically, you know, the past six months doesn't get ruined by something stupid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And I, and the other thing is too, dude, like you can literally show up to this race, forget stuff and buy it all at the Ironman village. If you absolutely had to, of course you want to make sure your bike is fine, but they're selling so much stuff there that if you have, if you forgot something vital, you could probably pick up a replacement, anything, but all right. So let's dive into some of that. What does your, like getting the gear ready? What does that like? What does that look like? You know, give us your perspective and some of the stuff that whether you've done it or not yet, you said you're going to do it the rest of the week, but like, what's that going to look like? How, like what stuff are you packing? What are some of those small things that, just so we can kind of talk through, I guess, what are some of those small things that you have to, that you want to be mindful of remembering, you know, in this week leading up to the event? So obviously it's like, um, you can't forget the essentials, right? Like uh, I broke it down in the swim, you know, just like how the race is set up, swim, bike, run. Yeah. I made three separate lists. So like I put kind of like a little packing list, like that you would do like in the military or whatever. It's like essential things for those things. Like, for example, it's like a swim. You can't forget like, your goggles, your cap, uh, in this case, a wetsuit because the water's cold bike, same thing, you know, obviously your helmet, other things you can get in trouble for, for not having, uh, my little race belt so I can carry food with me, uh, for the run, obviously like my running shoes, a hat, you know, stuff like that. And then I have like a little separate, like miscellaneous thing, uh, like sheet where it's like the little things that make the race a little bit easier, like baby powder, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so that's kind of like how I set up the whole like packing list um, when it comes to like the specific gear and then also like the nutrition and then like, I mean, how I have that all set up and like the amount of carbohydrates and salt and whatever else I'm going to consume uh, on the hour, every half an hour or whatever else. So nice. Yeah. Um, what are you, whether it's like your packing list or the race itself, or actually let's do both. 
Okay. Packing list first. What's like most overwhelming? <sighs> most overwhelming about the packing list. Honestly, like nothing really dude. It's just like figuring out like where everything is going to go in my head on race day type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting it from point A to point B is and like getting it up to Sacramento will be easy, but it's just like, I have, you know, have not done an Ironman before. So like figuring out like, I mean, I've looked up obviously like the research behind it. This goes in this bag for this run during T1 or T2 or whatever. So like just making sure that I obviously do those things correctly. Um, I'm not really necessarily worried about like forgetting anything or anything else. Cause I'm pretty, uh, not with everything, but I'm pretty on top of packing list. Like, dude, I'll check this thing probably seven times before I leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So not really any specific thing I guess I can think of. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, that's, that's pretty by the book is, you know, make sure you have everything packed and then check it again and then check it again and, you yeah. know, make, make oh, sure. Yeah. It's, and then and that, honestly, that's the same thing in transition too, dude. Like if transition opens, like I saw your race starts at what, 640 local time, something. So it'll yeah, probably I, open transition will probably open, um, four thirty or five or something like that. I think it's, yeah, I think it's four thirty. uh, transition opens up and then the race actually starts at seven, I think. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Probably says six forty. There's probably a pro field or something, but yeah. Anyways, um, my recommendation is always to just get the transition as early as you can and just set everything up, go through what it's going to look like in your head when you're coming back in, where you're going to put stuff as you're taking it off, how you're picking stuff up, like the order in which you're grabbing things, you know, and then the same thing in transition to like, what's that look like? Where are you putting it when you, when you're taking it off and what are you grabbing? Like if, if you need your hat or you need your sunglasses or, you know, whatever, just having it all in, in one spot. And, you know, the other thing I, I think is kind of important for, I guess, full distance is just not, not forcing yourself to go too fast in transition. Um, because you have, you know, you got a, I would say for you, you probably have between like what an 11 and we'll talk about this to see where your brain's at 11 and 14 ish hour day somewhere. I mean, depending on how things go. Right. So what's an extra minute or two in transition now, you know, the argument can be made and it's completely fair that, you know, you want your transitions to be smooth and clean and quick, but let's just, let's get the race first. You know, let's, let's focus on that first is, is, uh, is what I think more important, but specific to the race itself, is there anything that maybe you just haven't done yet or you haven't tried or you haven't because of you, you haven't experienced it. Is there anything that you're, maybe not worried about. I don't think that's the right word. I don't think you're worried and I, I wouldn't expect you to be, but is there anything that maybe you're more focused on as we approach Saturday? Like what are you focusing on most mentally as part of the race specifically? So like, uh, so I'll start with more like a general thing, which is like my, I mean, obviously, you know, people have an idea of numbers and times and, watts and you know my watch and how fast i'm running and all that stuff too but like the general thumb for me that i'm gonna keep chanting myself the whole day is basically gonna be like if you feel good slow down if you feel like crap eat so those two things i'm gonna keep telling myself the whole time because obviously this is not a sprint it's a marathon and to be honest i you know 
the whole reason why I did this was because I wanted to see how my body would, would react. The last thing I would want to do is, you know, come off the bike. My legs are freaking shot. And then I end up running a marathon in like six hours, which is not what I want to do. Right. Um, so that's going to be like my general thing. Slow down if you feel good. Eat if you feel like crap. And then the other thing that I've really been trying to think about is like, you know, how you would approach the transitions. And I know that there's obviously like three disciplines, swim, bike, run. But like what I'm thinking about is like each transition is like its own separate little event where like I'm going to try and like collect myself during the transitions. Like I'm sure most people do take a breath. And then just mentally, you know, kind of break up the race in the separate segments. Because, like, I think if you think of anything this long and you just think of it as this one cohesive thing, it becomes a little bit overwhelming. So yeah. it's like you make it to, you know, T1, right? And it's like, okay, now this is the objective. I got to get this done, do this. Even if I got to move a little bit slower, get out of there in a couple minutes longer than I'd like to, that's fine. As long as I'm comfortable moving into the next thing, knowing that I didn't forget anything, that's really all I'm going to be thinking about. And then just taking one thing at a time. I'm not, yeah, it's not like I'm really worried about any of the, it's funny. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm not really worried about any of the physical fitness related things. It's just that I don't want to get caught up in the moment and make like a simple mistake that I know better, like food or like forgetting something or something like that. That's really all I'm worried about. So I'll just keep on replaying those things in my head because it's not like I'm going to get in better shape in four days or five days or whatever it is, right? So there's no worry. There's no need to worry about my fitness at this point. It's yeah. just more about the, um, the little things basically. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it sounds like you have a, a great, almost like plan, even if it's just something as simple as if you feel good, slow down. If you feel like crap, eat like yeah. just taking the day, like not slow, but taking the day as it comes to you and not forcing it to be something that it's not, you know, like, don't force it to be this type of a bike ride because you have some overall time in your head. Don't force it to be a specific pace on the marathon. If it just, just let it be what it is, you know, and stay within yourself and stay comfortable. And that's where you'll get your best performance in a race like this. You know, it's not, it's not forcing yourself to hold a, a specific pace on the run or watt output on the bike necessarily. Um, of course there are, you know, goals that you may have in mind. And I, you know, I'll pick your brain about what some of that stuff is, but um, are there any like weird logistical things you have to worry about with travel there or um, like the race venue or where you're staying or anything? We haven't touched on any of that yet. Is there any like weird stressors related to that stuff that you have to deal with? Um, so unfortunately for me, uh, <laughs> I made one mistake on my part, which is uh okay. Like book a hotel. I mean, I'm obviously, we, we will be like right there. Like I can literally walk to um, basically like the starting line, which is cool. Um, but the problem is, is that I made a mistake and I did not realize that the they don't have day before check-ins. Didn't think about that. Um, then they sent out the athlete guy and they said, you have to check in either Thursday or Friday, the events on Sunday, whatever. So I'm going to have to drive up to Sacramento on Thursday which in case you're wondering is not that close for me. It's about two hours and then drive back on Thursday and yeah. then go to work and go to work on Friday and then drive back up to Sacramento on Saturday, <laughs> um, yeah. which sucks, man, but whatever it's, you know, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. And uh, I'm sure as heck not going to try and book a hotel on Friday because uh, well, a, I live in California and B those hotels are super expensive now. So yeah, yeah. no, thank you. But besides that, uh, <laughs> not really like logistically. I mean, like, 
I've looked up enough. I mean, I've read through the athlete guide. Like, I don't even know how many times at this point, um, especially like this week, just going for walks and stuff. Um, yeah. I know at what time uh, I know where everything is, at least like on a map. Um, so hopefully I can avoid all the little stressors and whatnot and just get done with uh, all the little things as quickly as I can, just so I can get back to the hotel or go eat and just relax the rest of Saturday. So yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, what um I guess real quick before we talk yeah. about like some goals, what's your plan to eat? You know, don't tell me the entire week, but yeah. When you're there Saturday or Friday Saturday, like what what do those couple days look like and are those days vastly different than what you're normally doing? Uh well, I mean like anybody, uh, you should not change your food. Obviously, leading into a race, eat the same things that you were during training. Um, I won't go into details, at least with like the specific things or whatever. But basically, uh, I'll start loading on Thursday. Big day on Thursday. Uh, slightly less of a big day on Friday. Normal day on Saturday. And then go into race day. So yeah. like what I mean is just like, you know, whatever, 130% of the carbs I would normally be eating like 115% on Friday and then like a, just a normal day on a, on Saturday because I'll have a big breakfast up on a Sunday morning. So I'm really not worried about it. And it's not like I'm going to be using any of the, uh, any of that stored energy either. And I don't want to go in on race day, feeling bloated and crappy. No. And sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Let's dive into the good stuff. And I don't want to force you to give any responses, but just yeah. kind of answer intuitively. What are you expecting to do um, in all three disciplines by themselves? And then what would be like, you know, within the race, within any race or any event, you're going to have like an A goal, B goal, C goal, you know, any, anything in that area. You know, give us, give us that for each discipline and potentially overall, if you can even get there. And I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying – it's human nature to think about this stuff. Um, you know, it's not like this is a team sport and we're predicting a win before the game is played and, or, you know, being cocky or anything. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying, yeah, perfect world scenario. How are you performing within the disciplines and what's your A, a goal for the entirety of the event? So I, I'll just space it out in the three things. And obviously I am competitive and, you know, yeah. optimistic, I guess is the best yeah, way to put yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, Swim, I think what's realistic for me, we'll just say even on like a not optimal day, is probably anywhere between like 115 to 130, maybe a little bit faster, depending on what the down current's like. Um, just because, dude, I mean, like, obviously, this is a wetsuit legal. And to be honest, like, most yeah. of my time posting or in a pool, I did not realize how big of a difference uh, a buoyant wetsuit is, especially the ones that are like five millimeter, whatever ones, and like the fancier mm. ones. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm gliding in those, which is cool. Uh, so probably about 115 on the swim and maybe 130, depending on how bad, if I screw that up, which I hope I don't, um, okay. bike, uh, bike is super flat, dude. But the only thing that I ever hear people complain about with this course is the wind. Um, so, you know, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like God take that one. And, you know, if it's the day, it's the day, you know? So if it's an optimal, not super windy day, I think it's realistic for me to get it in like somewhere in six i think mm -hmm. so i think it's pretty real for me and then run wise dude i know this depending on what people like to say with this one but i'm almost positive that regardless of how my legs feel unless they're like completely toasted 
I think it can probably still hold about a nine, maybe a sub nine, because pretty much the one thing that I knew going into this whole training block was that running would always be my strong suit. Um, I was able to hold like mid eights during that run on Sunday and I felt super doing it. And at no point did I feel super fatigued. So I can only go off of what I've done so far with this prep and runs off strongest, the swim, We'll see. <laughs> and the and the bike, uh and the bike I think is realistic for me to finish somewhere in between six, depending on how windy it is. So Yeah, yeah, sure. So like around eleven, twelve ish would be the goal, I yeah. guess. But yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. I think a lot of people listening to that and hearing your goal of between eleven and twelve for your first Ironman probably hate you. I'll be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, um, I you know I could I could say uh, that that's a very realistic goal for you. I think I think broken down the way you did also makes a lot of sense. So and you know, like we said earlier, don't let the day you know be something that it isn't. Just let the day be what it is, and you know your swim is going to be what it is. You probably should come in between you know one ten one thirty. I would say again based on how you're feeling, the temperature of the day, the, the, you know, the conditions, very fair, I think, assessment there. Somewhere around six is going to be fine. I think you're capable of significantly faster than that. But I don't know if there's a point into attempting to go significantly faster, if it would turn a four-hour marathon into a five or five-and-a-half-hour, right? So I think you're spot on with right around six, maybe a little bit quicker. And then, you know, your nine pace comes out to about a four, right? That's, that's, yeah, a, I, I think it's something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It comes right around four, four hours. So, you know, you know, pile in, you know, between a five and a 12 ish minute transition, depending on how that is set up logistically on both sides. I think you're spot on right between 11 and 12 would be fantastic. And that's what we'll be hoping for when, when we're tracking for sure. Um, yeah, your run. I'm really excited to see how your run goes because I think there there could be a point where you realize that you're feeling pretty good and kind of feel like sending it almost. So I'm excited to see if that happens. And, you know, I don't want that in your head necessarily, but, um, you know, you're very intuitive, so I don't have a problem saying that to you. But I think it could happen, so I'm curious to see if it does. Um, yeah. I'm freaking excited. I'm not racing, but it kind of feels like I am. So <laughs> really, I'm really excited for you. It's going to be awesome. racing. You're racing in spirit. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I know. I know. I, I was going to print out, you know, like a little picture of, you know, Dr. G and just put it on my tri suit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, but uh, no, man, I mean, just to touch on one thing too. I mean, like that's not uh, the times and stuff that I thought of in my head and whatnot. And like, obviously this is like my first, uh, honestly, this is actually my first triathlon, which is like kind of weird to say, but um, I've been working out my whole life and I'm also 30 and like, you know, I've been running and doing all those things too. So it's not like I'm just hopping off the couch and doing this, but um, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know how to say it. I'm getting a little goosebumpy already, you know, like yeah. I'm just super excited, man. Like I can see, I won't lie. I can see why uh, people would not want to do this based off of the time commitment. But like now that I'm in this week, I'm like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. You're going to have a ton of fun. You'll probably get addicted. Not that that means you should like, 
stay in the full distance all your life, right? Because you know, kids and stuff. But um, I'm having I'm having a baby in like three and a half months. There's a right. zero. There's a zero percent chance that I'm doing this in the in the near future. Just putting that out there now. So yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, I mine was my full. The only full I did was two years ago now, and I'm doing another one next summer. So it'll be a three year break, and then um, I committed that that'll be my last one for quite some time until my kids are older because of the time commitment. So, um, but yeah, what else do you have about the race? Anything? Oh, it is not going to be hot. Thank goodness, dude. Oh, good weather, dude. I was like, it was supposed to. So California is super weird, and like you know, there's one thing that you really shouldn't complain about in California, and that's the weather, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was like we had like bouts of like kind of fallish, fall esque weather where it was like 60s, 70s, and then all of a sudden, dude, it was like last week we had like a couple days where it was like almost 90. Mm-hmm. And in case you're wondering where I'm at in Sunnyvale or like Milpitas area. If it's 80-something here, whatever, it's, like, 90-something in Sacramento. And I thought it was going to be, like, in the 90s during the race. And I was like, well, at least I've been forced to do all of my training in the middle of the day, which has been the hottest point of the day. Not because I'm like, you know, oh, I got to do this because, you know, the race could be hot. It's because that's the only time I could train because of my yeah. job. Yeah. Um, but it's only going to be, like, 72, which is sick. So that's going to oh, be yeah, awesome. Oh, that's great. That is yeah. well, that's great. Yeah, so I'm not gonna be uh be cooking out there, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I only have uh, one more thing. Um, yeah. If you don't have anything, um, unrelated to the race at all. Yeah. Did you see that the pull-up world record was broken over the weekend? I did. Pruitt Haynes, bro. Yeah. 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 Did you watch Kid, any of it? Yeah, Kids of Savage, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I watched. I didn't. You know, I checked in a good bit. I didn't like watch it straight at all for any extended duration but yeah uh yeah he's, he's an animal for sure yeah. um, I, uh good i was just gonna say uh, thinking I, I forget what i was doing why i didn't text you but i must have just been busy with the kids or something but i was checking in from time to time and then just non-stop wondering if you're gonna make another go at this <laughs> uh, i mean you know dude like after uh what was it i read like his whole thing and um uh i've been following him and his dad forever yeah uh, because you know they're two motivational dudes or whatever and he's actually pretty funny um but yeah man i'm like in my head dude i'm like it's just such a weird dark place that you go when you do that that it's just like mentally being like let's do this again and you know, know whatever um but you know if time commits and you know if somehow some way i were able to do this and not hurt myself then maybe but like honestly bro it's just like we'll see you know yeah, yeah. i'm becoming a, i'm becoming an adult now you know like i have like a job and like i'm gonna have a kid soon mm-hmm. so it's like 20 hours a week of exercise probably not conducive to you know a healthy relationship yeah. with my body or yeah. with or with my wife so. <laughs> or child or yeah, child I, yeah jeez yeah yeah, what'd you say you were rocking for the first three months there, dude? Like three hours of sleep, right? So, we're, yeah, I mean, we're, she's close to, <clears throat> she's close to six months old and she's like right at the point where she's, uh, the the irony is I, I think I posted about this the other day that like things were getting back to normal and ironically, it's just, it's just not, but I felt like it was because she's like flirting with the line of sleeping through the night right now and there's maybe a couple of days that are strung together that like 
she's sleeping through the night and then there's a couple where it's still two or three a.m. and it's just like it, it it's not quite consistent. I felt like it was getting there, so I got a little ahead of myself and a little excited like, the other day. Like almost teased me a little bit. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. It was a couple of days in a row, and I just like felt so energized. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like if you don't know what that's like, you don't have kids. Literally, just set a random alarm in the middle of the night and you're awake for 90 minutes just random you don't know when it's going off i mean it's just like for six months now you know close not quite but man yeah it's <laughs> it's something and those couple days that i had there i literally felt like i will be like a different human once this gets into a routine it's crazy it's so wild like this extended duration of sleep deprivation is um you know my poor wife too like she's she's up and either pumping and helping with the baby too like we're both up because that's just kind of how we operate we're helping each other so um yeah i mean it's it's a lot but um there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's gonna happen very soon i can i can feel it so um anyways yeah what what you're saying is difficulty of an iron man difficulty of parenthood yeah it's yeah yeah, it's (laughs) I guess if you're going to have something that's in a similar level, sure. There might like acutely, there might be a, a similarity, but yeah, this six months of this is not every kid's like that, dude. My second, my middle child, angel slept through the night say, almost immediately. Say, say a prayer for me, bro. Say yeah. a prayer for me. Yeah. Almost <laughs> immediately, dude. Almost immediately. She was sleeping through the night. It was wild. And uh, this one, we, I, we kind of forgot like that it would be like this if I'm being honest our first kid was like this not for this long but our first daughter was like this and then our second slept through the night almost immediately and now this one six to, close to six months now but anyway dude I'm excited to track you really really excited so um we'll have to um I mean I already have the your tracker and stuff on my phone so I'll have to make a post and um you know because i know also real quick a lot more people seem like they're like starting to listen through most of these episodes which is great so if you're listening and have been for a while you know we definitely appreciate it make sure you track ken um ken rogers i don't know if you need to spell that spelled phonetically right just like mr rogers um and no d yeah no d right correct no d it's spelled correctly is spelled correctly but um yeah track ken um for sacramento on sunday that's the 22nd um right yeah 22nd so make sure you're tracking there um yeah ecstatic to see how this goes for you i i mean i know it's going to go well and I'm, I'm excited to hear the other side too because there's a lot of lessons learned along the on, along uh the way of an 11 to 12 hour day you know which is an incredible day so you know, God willing, I hope you do have it. And, uh, I know you're capable of it. So good luck, dude. And, um, that's all I really have there. So what else you got about the race? Anything? Yeah, not much. Thanks for, uh, sticking with me for the past six months and helping me out, you know, absolutely directly peer pressuring me into uh, doing a triathlon, you know, (laughs) it's going to make me a better, better person and better coach for all of our athletes. It is. It is absolutely. And, you know, whether it's nutrition or performance focused, absolutely, dude, you're exactly right. So, <laughs> all right, that'll wrap up um, Ken's little prep episode for um, 140.6 California.
on Sunday. If you listen this far, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. This was episode 81 of the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Reach out to us. Ken, real quick, drop drop your uh, contact info, and I'll put it in the notes as well. Progressive Strength Project at uh, Gmail and also Instagram. Yeah, Progressive Strength Project. Check them out. Um, anything with me is just at Hill Pursuit, Hill Pursuit at Gmail, all the social media stuff. Check it all out. Um, that's all I have. So thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Good luck to Ken.